Second Timothy. You all know that it is, because I don't. I'm just kidding. We'll start there. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Page 1835 in my Bible. 1835. Alright, so this is a little bit of what I preached on uh, family camp. So this will uh, I changed a few things because uh, the Lord is different place, different people. Um, all Christians are the same, so I'm not saying you know anything about that. Second Timothy is where it will be, not First Timothy. I think I said Second Timothy. I could be wrong. Second Timothy three sixteen is kind of the point of this sermon right here, and we won't coming back to Second Timothy. So this, but this will be the verse. If you'll stand with me for the respect to the reading of the Word of God, Second Timothy chapter three, and we'll be read verse sixteen, and then we'll pray and be seated. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I'll pray, and then you can be seated. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord. Help us to have a good time in your word, Lord. Please speak to us. Help us to, uh, Lord, live like you, to live for you, Lord. And I pray that you would fill our minds, and Lord, please help us to have a Christ-like mind. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, you can be seated. All right, so we're going to talk about having a Christ-like mind. Um, the theme for family camp this week was profitable. And what really spoke to my heart is how can we add, um, um, how can something be profitable to us if we don't have a Christ-like mind? A person with, you know, even Christians today with just a worldly mind won't find the Word of God to be much profit to them. They don't have, you have to have the right kind of thinking. This is, this is God's Word. This isn't just you know, a book from some place. It's not some book you can just pick up and read it. It's alive. It's living. It's the living Word of God. You can't just pick it up and just read it and understand it like, bam. You know, it takes work. It takes the right kind of thinking. A normal man will come to the Word of God and it says, um, for me to live to is Christ and to die is gain. That won't make to live, I have to die. You know, that's how the right thinking for us Christians to have, Christ-like mind is like, that makes sense for us because we have the Christ-like mind. Well, for the natural, the normal person, they're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. So, but that, that works for all these verses, all the whole word of God, everything to be profitable. We have to have the right kind of thinking. And I just want to talk about having that right kind of thinking where it talks about Christ's mind and the mind that we are supposed to have as we walk with him. So Romans chapter 12, turn there with me. Um, this is where the pastor was just, uh, just this morning, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. One of the keys of having a Christ-like mind is, is, you know, because we still carry around this fleshly mind, this fleshly old body, this old man we still carry around. So easily enough, we still have this mind that's sinful and this mind that doesn't want to think of the things of God. It doesn't want to make this to make sense to us. It wants to do something else. That's easy. You know, it wants to do something of this world. So we are constantly in battle, the flesh and the spirit, constantly in battle to trying to change our mind to have a, be a Christ-like mind. Think of a person who, uh, you know, I found as a young boy, 
I was pretty selfish and it took a long time to grow and for the Lord to grow me to have a non-selfish mind and to have a Christ-like mind, being kind and being nice and being selfless instead of selfish. And as natural human beings, usually a lot of us are selfish. And it takes a Christ-like mind not to be. We have to be selfless. And it's a training our minds, something that it's not used to. Um, I'm trying, no, I'll just just keep going. So uh, it talks about living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your your reasonable service. This is the verse I want to get to. And be not conformed to this world. Which conform is a likeness. We are not to share a likeness to this world. It's not to, when it talks about this world. There's three kind of different worlds. Um, there's the planet we walk on. Um, there's the people, and there's I forget. Is there another one? A different one? I can't remember that one. But what it's talking about is the people of this world. It's, we are not to have likeness with the people of this world, and we're not. To, we're just not. To, that's not. That's just what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to share likeness with them because we are not of them anymore. As Christians, it says in the next verse, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is this renewing of your mind? And it says, and that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Once you are saved, you, are, you have the Holy Spirit within yourself. Your spirit was dead, as Pastor preached last week. Your spirit is dead, and now your spirit is alive. And now you have this Holy Spirit in you, and you are... <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what to say, sorry. Um, we are to have this Christ-like mind. We have this bad mind that's not right. And we have to train ourselves to have the right mind mm-hmm. for Christ. Um, one of the things, um, the good, some points I wanted to make is having to have a Christ-like mind. One of the keys is to, um, to reverence God's word. And I actually really just so much love that word reverence. Yeah. I, didn't know what it ma- I didn't know what it meant for a little while. And then I wanted to look it up because I heard this pa- preacher kept mentioning about reverence to the word of God. And I was like, what does that reverence mean? And reverence was just a great respect. Just having a, just a, res- just a giant amount of respect for somebody. Um, and that's what we need to have for the word of God. Amen. Is that reverence for the word of God. That absolute love. And that's the Christ-like mind, is having an absolute love and to really reverence the Word of God for what it is. God says in His own Word that He puts His Word above His very name. You know, we talk a lot, people, Christians today, and people today are talking about the, oh yeah, I love Jesus, but they'll never read their Word, they'll never read the Bible. I love Him, yeah, I love, the, I love Jesus. I say, and they say His name many times. Yes, I love Jesus, I'm a Christian, they'll say all this stuff. Just because you say it doesn't mean you mean it. And to really love him is to love his word. Not just his name, but his word. He puts his word above his very name. Um, 2 Corinthians 11.14, if you'll return with me real quick. 2 Corinthians, not that that far from where we were this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. I just want to talk what not to be. You know, we're talking about having, I'm talking about how we are supposed to have a Christ-like mind and that we are not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Once we have the Holy Spirit with us, we have a new mind. We have, it just, we have more of a conscience toward the bad things, the sinful things that we do in our life. And we're like, yeah, I know this is bad, <laughs> you know. So ver- chapter 11, verse 14, here we are, says, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. 
So one of the things I want to talk about is just having, when I'm talking about not being conformed to this world, not having likeness to this world, that some people will take that literally and just put on a face like they're a Christian and just completely change the outside appearance, the way they act, but it's completely fake. And they'll do what Satan did right here is, you know, it's still, even though you read that verse and you're like, well, I'm supposed to do this stuff. But if the Lord doesn't convict you on the inside, there's a reason why it says transform, um, it says transformed um, by the renewing of your mind. It is the minds in here. So by the renewing of your mind, it changes the inside, the inward, and changes the outward. Rather than what Satan does here, and no marvel for Satan himself, is transformed into an angel of light. Right. Is he an angel of light? No. But his outsider appearance says so. So that's what, as Christians, and there's just, there's so many different, there's just so many wrong ways of, um, just, I have Chris, different Christianity stuff where they have an outward appearance to show against people. And it's a lot of pride and just being, uh, having a show of things. But then on the inside, they're nothing of like that. They're doing exactly what Satan does here, where they're not an angel of light at all. They're not even a real Christian, but yet they've given themselves this outward appearance to be like, hey, yes, I'm a jolly old fella, you know? And it's, yeah, it's not right. As Christians, we have to be, what is that? Yeah, it's that Santa Claus. It's true. Oh, what are you saying about Santa Claus? Yeah, right. Uh, But we're not to do exact, we're not to do what Satan does here. We don't want to do that. We want to be real. You know, one of my favorite, just the most important thing in a Christian life, not the most important, but one of the most important things is to be real. Um, with everyone around you and to be real with God. Yeah. Um, turn your hymn book. So what we don't want to do is that. So I'm not going to read. We don't need to go there. But Colossians chapter 2 verse 3. It talks about us seeking after the word of God. It says seek us for her. I don't know if that's that verse. But it talks. We already know the Bible talks about seeking her as silver. Wisdom. Seeking her as silver. And it talks about the word of God being treasure. And we need to find this amazing treasure. We need to seek. And that's a changing of the mind. You know, as we see the physical things in hand and that we have mean more to us than the word of God. But we had to change the way we think and to be like, God's word is more important to me than the very, in, um, I don't remember where, but the very food that I eat, the very water that I drink. I forget who, um, who did I drink? I'm trying to think. I know Paul and David both hand in hand did stuff like that. Where uh, I know it was David talked about his thirst, that he likes the, wants the word of God over water as the deer, um, deer panted after the water broke so my soul thirsted after thee O god mm-hmm. and just thirsting after the word of god and he also i believe is david that says that he um he loves his precepts or something like that above fine gold yeah necessary food yep so it was him for food and then also above fine gold mm-hmm. um and then also in sobs it says about how pure is the word of god and it's purer than silver um purified seven times so it's just like countless times we're just talking about how amazing the word of god is and it talks about wisdom being rarer than rubies or something another place and i'm just like man here we are going on and on and on about how amazing this word of god is and like and why haven't we been in that much awe over the word of god why don't we have that reverence is because we haven't fully gotten to the christ like mine we have that renewing of our minds being done but we haven't gone all we haven't gone all the way. We haven't finished. We haven't gone all the way. It's the growing path that we all as Christians have. We need to keep growing and to keep keep changing our minds. We've hit a comfortable spot. You know what I mean? As Christians, sometimes we hit this comfortable spot, this cozy place. Pajamas. You know, I just wearing pajamas. 
Um, that, thanks for that example. We talked about pajamas today. <laughs> How comfy pajamas are. You know, we've just hit that comfy stage and we've got to get out of our comfort zone and start living for the Lord Jesus Christ and having that Christ-like mind. I have failed really bad at giving out gospel tracts for a while. It's because I've gotten to my comfy, cozy stage and I need to work on having that Christ-like mind and to be just going out and giving and just serving the Lord. You know, one of the keys for serving the Lord is service. <laughs> That's not that hard. It's serving the Lord. That's what it takes. Um, we need to have the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. I want to talk about this real real here. Um, it talks about, I, just, I called this, um, Proverbs, I'll just turn that Talking about wisdom. One of the things I wanted to talk about having a Christ-like mind was wisdom and understanding or one of the Christ-like mind pieces that we all need in our lives. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. Chapter 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So here we are with the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And I want to talk about wisdom and knowledge and understanding and explain what that is. One of my favorite treasures that I found in the Word of God, well, that I, was, I seeked for in understanding things, it was just amazing. I was in awe when I hit this point, was trying to, we all, I know the verse, we all know, probably know that verse in Proverbs chapter 8, 13, where it talks about the fear of the Lord is. Um, but I wanted to know what wisdom was. I'm like, what is wisdom? So I looked up every word in the, I had an app on my phone where I just looked up wisdom and looked several verses with wisdom. I want to understand what wisdom was because you have, you know, the, you know, this world is very indoctrinative of what words mean and what they say. And it just, it mutters what the word really means. So when I went to the word of God, I want to be like, what does this word mean? Not what the world thinks of wisdom because, you know, a man comes out of, uh, you know, some college learning some goofy stuff, and it's like, oh, they're wise beyond your their years, and this something something. And it's like, well, is that really wisdom? Because that's what the world calls wisdom, but what does the Bible call wisdom? Right. What the Bible says and what people say are very different. And yes. Nothing, nothing. Um, so if you read Job at twenty eight twenty eight, turn to Job twenty eight twenty eight. It'll tell us what the what wisdom is, and another one of the things that goes right in hand with wisdom in Proverbs. I think is it five times uh, um, it, and throughout the Bible, I think many other times, Proverbs. Psalms is brought up Proverbs many times. I'm, that's what I meant was in Proverbs. <laughs> it, talks about, um, it talks about wisdom and understanding. They go hand in hand all the time. It's always wisdom and understanding. And uh, it explains it in here, Job 28, 28, about what this is at the very last verse here. It says, And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. And when I read that verse, I was just in awe. Just, this is amazing. Just like, this is treasure. This is when I have to get the right Christ-like mind to have. How, so how do I have wisdom? I have to have the fear of the Lord because that's what wisdom is. I need to have the fear of the Lord. That is wisdom. And to have understanding is to depart from evil. As Pastor said last week or two weeks where we talked about Joseph and when he ran away from Potter's, Potter's, Potter's wife and how he departed from evil, that was understanding. And that's what we need to have. For when evil comes around, we have to depart from it. That means we have the godly understanding, Christ-like mind, understanding. 
And then for wisdom and the fear of the Lord, turn with me to Proverbs um, chapter 8, verses 13. Verse 13. Back to Proverbs. Chapter 8, verse 13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way in the froward mouth do I hate. Um, there you go. There's, and that's wisdom right there. That's not that hard to understand, very easy. We can, ha we can easily get wisdom. You know, it's not that hard to be a wise man. You know, in the world's eyes, we not be, might not be called wise. <laughs> but in the Lord's eyes, we will be wise. Yeah. And having that Christ-like mind is having Christ's wisdom and understanding. And we know what that is, because that's what the Word of God says. That's what he, he tells us what it is. Wisdom and understanding, um, just so important in a Christian's life, and in our, having a Christ-like mind. One of the things I, talked, um, I want to talk about is profitable, is... The word of God is all profitable. All doctrine here is profitable to us. And we can find amazing treasure and find so much awe and love and um, what was the word I used later ago? Um, reverence. There we go. <laughs> reverence for the word of God. And for all that to be profitable to us, we have to have a Christ-like mind. Profitable, the word, is meaning a yielding or bringing um, profit. Or gain. I like this meaning useful. And how can something be useful if we don't know how to use it? You know, as, as an electrician, we were, I was given a lot of tools, some tools, and I'm like, oh, th this is very useful. Get this. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what can I use this for? You know, it's just like, this is really useful, but how do I use it? I don't, how is, it's not useful to me. It's useful to you, but how do I use this? And that's by, by having this Christ-like mind and growing this Christ-like mind, subtracting the things of this world, this old man, and adding the things of God into our minds, and having this Christ-like spirit and mind, we can, have, we can know how to use this profitable stuff. Because we can gain all this profitable stuff, but what are we going to do with it if we don't know how to use it? You know, as you read the verses that give out the gospel, share the gospel, well, that's awesome, that's awesome. Well, the person, you know, most people are just like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Well, that's profit. That's profitable. But it's, to the, it's profitable only to the person that knows how to use it. Right. You know, it's encouraging to people who are like, hey, I, give out gospel tracts. That's what it's talking about. Or, hey, lead somebody to the Lord. Hey, serve God in this way. Do this. Prayer life. Add to your prayer life. You know, it's going to be so much more profitable to somebody who has a Christ-like mind. It takes that in reverence. And just great respect. It's coming from the word of God. It's coming from God himself. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not talking from me. It's not coming from the pastor. It's not coming from anybody else. It's coming from the word God himself and his word. Yeah. The last verse, if you'll turn with me. I need to drink some water. Ephesians. Turn your hymn books. No, turn your Bibles to Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians. Man, Ephesians is one of my favorite books. There is just so many amazing stuff on the mind of Christ and just serving him. Ephesians chapter 4. We'll start in, um, let's see. 
<laughs> I'm trying to find it real quick. Alright, I had it saved somewhere. Okay, Ephesians 4.17. We'll start there. 4.17. It says here, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Here we are again with the mind. And that's what I wanted to take emphasis on in Ephesians, where it talks about we are not to have the mind of others. You know, we're not supposed to be conformed to others, but we're also um, to the world, but not to have the mind of the world. You know, it says said here, the vanity of their mind. You know, this, we're not supposed to have the vanity of their mind. Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher. Remember this world and the things, the things of this world, the sinful and uh, what Pastor talked about, the pride of life, um, lust the eyes, lust the flesh and the pride of life. All the things of that is not of the Father, is of the world. And all those things are all vanity. Everything, all vanity. Only the things of God matter. And it's the only thing that's going to last. I'm thinking... Mom mentioned this last this week, and it, it really it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. As we're like talking about, I was just thinking I'm getting into all electrical and remembering a lot of stuff, and I'm making it. I'm just gonna make it my. I'm making it my job and my work. That's just what I'm gonna be good at. That that's what I'm gonna put all my effort in. And then she said she um, she said something. I forget what they were talking about, but I, she just was talking to somebody about it, and I heard it. Where you know all the things of this world. Once we get to heaven, none of that's gonna matter. It's gonna be gone. It's gonna wither away. And it was just like, wow, I'm like, man, all this work I'm doing electrical or something else, you know, it's like, man, it's going to be gone. <laughs> all that work I put in that. So I want to make sure that I put time in the, that give time to God Amen. and having that Christ-like mind in serving him yeah. so that when I get to heaven, I not feel bad or I'm not, you know, that I not, <laughs> the Lord would be happy with me. I want him to right. be happy right. with the work that I have accomplished. Yeah. We are not to have the same mind as those uh, unsaved. Having the understanding darkened, being aligned from the life, life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto less givingness to work on uncleanness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so, be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. We know where the truth is, that ye put off concerning the um, concerning the former conversation, the old man, this old mind, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Here's again, res- the renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. It starts in the mind. Where does every battle start? The mind. That's yeah. where everything starts. You know, before any wickedness is caught, done, it starts in the mind. Yeah. Um, as De- Pastor talked about, um, breaking, down, um, down, um, breaking down strongholds. Breaking down strongholds. Anything that, you know, before you do it, it always starts in the mind first. Mm-hmm. So we have to train on making this mind a Christ-like mind. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about, you know, this mind thinking, how can I serve God? How can I be kind to this person? How can I make my life better for him not for myself but for him um for me to live as christ and to die is gain that makes sense to us because we're growing we have the christ mind now we know we have to keep growing and get out of the comfort zone and be like lord how do i we can just ask god god give me a christ-like mind help me in your word of god write down an outline sometimes i'll put down an outline of different verses what i need to add into my mind how can i 
things, because you know, to think on these things is the word of God. You got to read the word of God and to think on these things, because that's, um, I forget where, I think it's in Psalms, talking about meditation. Um, yeah, he says, thy precepts are my meditation all the day. We have to do that as Christians. If we want something to be in our mind, we have to think on it long and meditate on it. You know, with the things that are in my mind or I want to say is something that I think about. It's how you can know somebody's a good, strong Christian is what, what fills their life, what comes out of their mouth. Pastor Wiley says a lot that sometimes. He says, you know how, you know how much, um, what do you say? You know a lot about by somebody. What's, oh, yeah, what's in the, what's in the, uh, what's in the heart proceeded out of the mouth. And that is very true. What's on the inside comes out of the mouth. That's what comes out of the mouth is in their heart. That's, you know, that's what you're getting. That's who the person is. So, you know, we all talk about a bunch of stuff, but as long as it serves right to God, all, you know, a lot of it, it should. Um, a lot of it should be for the Lord. But that's all I have for everybody today. Amen. I just want to talk about, I just wanted to talk about having a Christ-like mind. And, you know, the word of God is very profitable to us. But do we have the right Christ-like mind to just, to understand it, to find profit with it? Is it useful to us? Is it, when we read that, it's like, okay, that's useful to me because I have this Christ-like mind. If not yet, then I'm like, okay, I know what I need to work on. You know, it's like, I know what I need to work on this week and having a Christ-like mind. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. All right. All right, Pastor, you want to know since prayer? All right, everything starts in the mind. That is uh, very true. And uh, that's where I think the vast majority of our battles, at the very least, begin, if that's not where they exist. It's with our minds. And they can be a real struggle. Our thoughts can be a real struggle to get a hold of. But, just mind being in but also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he wants us to have his mind, and he's written it down for us. You know, this is why Bible memory is so helpful, because the more of this that we can get in here, the more of that (laughs) we get out. You know, we, uh, you know, I remember Brother Elliot, you called it replacement theology. Not like the world, or not like other churches teach, but replacement theology in that when we take something out of our life, we've got to put something in its place. Because if we take something out and leave an empty gap, most of the time we end up putting back in what we took out. <laughs> or worse. Or worse, yeah, right. A lot of times worse. So we've got to replace it with something good. And that's what Elijah was talking about. When we subtract something out, we've got to replace it with the things of God. That way it's, it's uh, filled up and that void is filled with something profitable. So... All right, well, let's go ahead and pray. Thank you, Elijah. Appreciate that message. <clears throat> I think you preached it better here than you did at family camp. But you didn't have a 10-minute allotment this time. <laughs> when you set the timer, that uh, it can be a challenge knowing you got to fit it in that time, time slot. But, all right, let's go ahead and pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what we heard. And, uh, Lord, the challenge to have the mind of Christ, a Christ-like mind. And Lord, that seems to be the theme of the day, is renewing our mind and getting it right so that, uh, Lord, the things you want us to do, uh, the way that you want us to live, can be accomplished. And Lord, we know that that is is only going to happen if we get our minds on the right track. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray you'd work in us, that you challenge us, convict us, and change us, Lord. And we thank you for your love for us. Help us to love you more. And Lord, we know we love you when we love your word as well. 
uh, they go hand in hand. I just pray you'd help us to love you and your word. Father, bless our day. Give us safety. Give everyone a good week. Help us to live for you and serve you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Thanks, Elijah. Yeah, thanks, bud. Praise the Lord. All right, my phone's up here. Use everything.